Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts, a live bi-weekly show to help you know what to do and what's new in digital marketing for 2021 and beyond. Ask questions, suggest topics, and grow faster with actionable insights and proven strategies from the world's leading experts. everybody, and welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts. I'm Marissa, show host, and I'm also the Business Development Manager at Engage. On behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage, I want to welcome you to the show. I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday with their family, and hopefully we can all come together for a few more weeks and, and spend some time talking about digital marketing intelligence together before the end of this year. Today, we're talking about secrets of sales intelligence and how those secrets can help guarantee you more conversions as you head into 22. I will introduce you to our special guest who happens to live not too far from me, which is pretty cool, in just a few minutes. Before I do that, though, I do want to remind you that our show is live and interactive. So definitely join us if you're watching live. Leave a comment comment section, let me know where you're viewing from. And remember that if you have any questions for today's special guest, you can leave those questions live in the comment section below, and we can answer those questions. And we will answer those questions live during today's show. Also stick around after my talk with our special guest, I will be sharing our Engage News of the Week, and you don't want to miss it. Uh, I've got that coming up today as well. Before we get started, I do want to take a moment to share that all of this incredible information and insight and content is brought to you by Engage. If you've not heard of Engage, Engage is a new modular platform. It's called Engage OS. And what it does is it democratizes the power of business communication software so early stage and small to mid-sized businesses using non-technical can quickly and easily build customer-facing applications that fit their needs at little or no cost. Engage OS consists of customizable modules that are simple enough for anyone to use on their own or combine with the click of a button, yet powerful enough to drive the core communication functionality within any business for any use case, and which also integrates easily with other systems and applications. Modules for Engage OS include SMS, WhatsApp, live chat, Facebook Messenger, Instagram DM, Apple Business Chat, CRM, and Help Desk. All modules include bots, automation, and a variety of free productivity features. Now, if this sounds like a lot, maybe you kind of want to learn more, you're not sure exactly what Engage OS is, I encourage you to check out www.engage.com after today's show. You can learn more about our amazing cloud-based platform, all of the tools and applications that we offer for you and your small to mid-sized business. Okay, that being said, it is time to get started and I'm excited to introduce you to today's special guest. He is joining us live from Minnetonka, Minnesota. 
which is crazy because that is literally less than five miles from my house. So we were talking before the show, Sam, we've probably both seen each other out and about at a grocery store or a restaurant, and we didn't know that we'd end up together on this amazing live stream podcast produced by Engage. So how fun is that? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Now, if you guys don't know who Sam is, he is live from Minneapolis, Minnesota today. His name is Sam Richter. And if you don't know who Sam is, the best-selling author, National Hall of Fame speaker, and has been named one of the world's top 50 sales keynote speakers and one of the 15 highest rated speakers for virtual events. He delivers his number one rated, incredibly dynamic, highly entertaining, and extremely high content keynote presentations and workshop sessions to audiences worldwide. He is considered one of the world's leading authorities on online information. Sam has won best of show at numerous marketing and sales competitions, a gold award at the International Film and he was recognized with a Cody Award, the Oscars version, um, in the software industry. Sam serves on the board of directors for numerous technology companies. He is a member of the Business Journal's 40 Under 40 list and is a past finalist for Inc. Magazine's Entrepreneur of the Year. And you can learn more about him on his website, which we'll share at the end of the show. Sam, funny story, we actually had an editor from Inc. uh, as a guest. And now that I know you were only a finalist, I might have to shoot her an email and see what we can do about uh, getting you across the hump and, and get you to win that competition. Oh, that'd be fun. Thank you. Right? Yeah. See, I'm so, so happy to have you here. On behalf of Engage, I want to welcome you to the show. I thank want to you. thank you for being today's guest expert and sharing your time and your insights with us. Well, I'm really excited to be with everybody. I think Engage is an amazing platform. I mean, I mean, when we think about marketing technology stacks. I mean, how easy is it when everything's all integrated? So it's, you know, it's really, uh, it's really cool. And, and again, what I'm going to be talking about today is, is really sales intelligence, which, which really is very closely aligned with marketing and marketing intelligence. I agree. I agree. And it's really neat to see how far we've come when we talk about these technology stacks, because one of the things that we're prideful of at Engage is helping small to mid-sized companies who maybe don't have a super um, in-depth tech team, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it can be very uh, overwhelming, right? When you're trying to do everything that is technology savvy and relevant. And and one thing we talk about is being where your customers are, right? Which means mm-hmm. being on different social apps and being on different platforms. It can be a little bit overwhelming. And what we hope to do is help small to mid-sized businesses not be so overwhelmed and have some help in the process of, of yeah. gaining all of those things. So. No, I think that's so important, you know, as a small business owner myself, when you, you jack of all trades, right? Well, who's the CEO? That's me. Who's the janitor? That's me. Who's the tech expert? That's me. And you got to be all these uh, different things and wear all these different hats. And certainly the more um, intuitive and easy and, and frankly integrated your technology is the, the more likely you are to use it. I mean, how many of us, I have this technology that we've never bothered to use. And I think a simple example of that would be just look at your mobile device. You know, I know on my iPhone, I probably have 400 apps. Like, you know, when it says uh, time to update your apps and I look and it's, it's like the number is 193 apps that need updating. I'm like, why do I have 193 apps? I probably use four of them. Right. But being is they're not integrated They're You know, I saw them at one point in time and I said, oh, this will be cool. And then I never use it. 
So technology obviously is only as good as you use it. Exactly. Well, Joshua agrees. We've got a live viewer, Joshua. He's saying that he's excited for today's talk. So Joshua, I Great. do want to thank you so much for joining us on today's show. You can catch our show right now. We are live on LinkedIn. We simulcast to YouTube and Facebook as well. If you are listening to this show on a podcast replay, I do want to let you know I'll read through any of the slides that we share. If you are listening to the podcast and you aren't able to see uh, Sam and I and on our screen. So Sam, if you share your screen during today's live stream, yeah. remember that there will be some podcast listeners. So do your best to try to kind of describe what you're doing as you show us. You got it. Now, now today we're talking about secrets of sales intelligence. And for those of you watching, I will share an outline slide. For those of you who are listening, I will share uh, the outline slide verbally. So today we're talking about secrets of sales intelligence to guarantee more conversions in 2022. We'll talk about what sales intelligence is and why it's important. Then Sam will help us understand what Google searching we should do prior to any meeting. What other sites should I look at prior to any other meeting? Also, what are sales triggers and how do we find them? And then we'll end our talk talking about what is your sales intel engine? And I'll be honest, Sam, for me, this is definitely like Spanish. Mm -hmm. I know a lot about digital marketing. I'm, I'm prideful of that. And I know a lot about social media. I know a lot about influencer marketing. I know a lot about the importance of being where your customers are, right? And having, like you said, this integrative program, which is what Engage offers. But sales intelligence, you say that, and I'm kind of like, like, I don't know what that means. So I'm glad you want to start really basic for our viewers and for myself and share with us more about what that is as a concept and why it's so important. Well, I think, you know, sales intelligence, it sounds all technical. Um, really, if we think about it in a couple of different ways, uh, let me go back to, you know, it's, it's really nothing new. I mean, if you, I think my favorite sales book ever written is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie back in the 1920s. And Carnegie said in his book, the sweetest sound in any language is the sound of someone's name. And I would disagree. I think in today's world where we theoretically can access every word ever written, spoken, filmed in history and pull it up on one of these in like 30 seconds, the sweetest sound in the English language or in any language is the sound of someone's name based on what they care about. It's all about being relevant. And, and I think in sales today, all too often, I mean, it's crazy, but all too often salespeople, marketing people go into meetings and they don't know anything about their prospect. Uh, they don't, they, they don't know anything about their industry, about their company, about the person. Because at the end of the day, I mean, when we think of marketing, what's marketing? Marketing really is trying to drive you to what I call the maybe pile. What's the maybe pile? The maybe pile is you're one of three. So whether you're a financial advisor, an ad agency, an attorney, an HVAC installer, right? All of your marketing efforts is hopefully getting you to be in the maybe pile. You're one of three that the prospect can choose from. Now, once you're in the maybe pile, you know what makes you different. You know what makes you special. But at that point, all your marketing becomes irrelevant because you're already in the maybe pile. Now, in your prospect's mind, you all do the same thing because that's why you're in the maybe pile. And in your prospect's mind, you all are going to cost pretty much the same because he or she has a budget. So how do you differentiate? How do people choose when they're in the maybe pile who they're going to go with? Well, it's, it's pretty simple. It's 
people do business with people who they like. And the more complex the sale, the more important it is to trust the person that you're buying from. And that trust, again, once you're in the maybe pile, I'm a prospect. I'm assuming, Marissa, that your company could do everything I need at the price I want. Now I want to go with somebody who I just, I just like, I, I trust. I, I know they got the experience. They can do the job. And you do that by understanding the other person. I think a simple way to summarize sales intelligence is, and, and I, I like this because it's really tied into digital marketing or all marketing, really. And that is that it's, it's no longer enough to be interesting. Interesting is your marketing, your social media efforts, your influencers, you know, it's no longer enough to be interesting. In today's world, if you want to succeed, you also have to be interested, interested in the other person. That makes a lot of sense because even on a personal level, we all know that we connect better with people that we have similarities to, people that we can relate to. Um, my acting teacher, when I studied acting, always said people work with people they like, and it's the same in business. People yeah. do business with people that they like. So essentially, you're painting the picture of sales intelligence being taking the time to get to know your prospects beyond knowing you have a meeting at two o'clock or That's knowing right. what their email address is, really. That's right. And, and, you know, it's crazy because it's so simple and yet most people don't do it. I mean, you mentioned in the introduction that I'm a best-selling author. Well, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's pretty obvious. If you go to my website, my LinkedIn profile, it's right there. Um, and it's pretty obvious. I'm a hall of fame speaker. Okay, great. I'm not telling you that to promote my ego or anything. Here's the, here's the moral of the story. It's easy to find what I do for a living, yet multiple times per week, I'll get a phone call, email, text message, LinkedIn connection. Hey, Sam, as a best-selling author, have you ever thought about turning your intellectual property into a speech? I'm a speech coach. It's like, come on, that's easy. Just look right. me up or vice right. versa. You know, hey, Sam, have you ever thought about taking your speech and turning it into a book? Come on, that's easy. And so my point is, is we, we've gotten so lazy sometimes today. And the good news is, is, you know, you know, this is more than looking at somebody's website, because I know a lot of the people watching or listening are saying, well, hey, Sam, I already look at somebody's website. That's fine. I call that Google preschool. Of course, you're going to look at somebody's website. We got to know what they do for a living. But let me ask you, have you ever gone to somebody's website and a big yellow starburst pops up that says click here to find out where we're not going to go? Uh, we're not going to be able to pay you. We're going bankrupt next week. No, nobody ever has that on their website. When you're looking at somebody's website, you're looking at their online marketing brochure. So sales intelligence is, is really what are the techniques, the tactics to go a little bit deeper? And then most important, how do you apply what you find in a way that provides value to others? Absolutely. I hate to say it, but it almost sounds like Googling your date before you go on some creepy blind date yeah. off and on a dating site, because when you see that they have warrants out for their arrest online, you get the chance to think twice. Or when you find out they're a, you know, uh, an award-winning author, or you find out they're like dad of the year, right? Single dad of the year or something. Right. It gives you a chance to not only react naturally, um, but it gives you a chance to decide if it is worth pursuing. Yeah, I, I call it ethical spying. You know, how do you ethically spy on somebody and how do you ethically use the information to benefit others? You know, this actually, being that we're going, by the way, I want to welcome it. The, the, the number count of those of you viewing us live right now is slowly creeping up. So if you were just joining us, I do want to take a minute and welcome you to today's show. My guest is joining us from Minnesota. His name is Sam Richter. I am saying your name right, Sam, right? 
Yep. Okay. I wanted to make sure. I was 99.99% sure. Um, but he's joining us to talk about secrets of sales intelligence. We, we all want more conversions. We want happier customers. We want loyal customers. And there are different ways to grow those relationships and attain those things. But Sam is a true believer that honing your sales intelligence skills is one way to really lock in more conversions, especially going into a new year when you're, you you want to shake things up, try new things. Um, one thing I'd like to ask you, Sam, and I feel like it's a deep question. So if you even want to just scrape the surface, that's cool with me for time's sake. But have, how have you seen technology change um, the way that we get this information? Is it, it seems to me like it's easier now more than ever, right, to access and, and to kind of do this ethical spying because a lot of people, are, most people are online in more than one capacity. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, and, and, and that can sometimes cause a problem because we, you know, you go down this rabbit hole of, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go find this and you chase that and you chase, and the next thing you know, you spent two hours on Google. That's called surfing the internet. We, you know, that, that cliche that we've all heard. I'm a big mm -hmm. fan of searching the internet. And that's really what sales intelligence is. Or what are the, for lack of a better term, the mathematical equations that you put into Google to get great results the first time. And what are some other sites that we can look at? We call it the invisible web, uh, where maybe Google's not finding the information. What are some of those other sites where you can quickly, and that's the key word, quickly find and apply the information without going down that, that rabbit hole? Um, you know, it should, as I like to say, in, in you know, when you're first meeting with a prospect, you're going to have coffee, you're going to do a Zoom call. It really should take you no more than three to five minutes to find some information. If you're using the right tool, it might only take 30 seconds to a minute. Uh, now, if you're in the maybe pile, you're one of three. Well then, yeah, I want to know things like your core values and we can discuss what that means. But, but in general, most people don't have a website that says click here to learn my core values. Right, right. But right, most right. people have donated to a nonprofit organization or a religious institution, an educational institution. So if I can find that information, well, it usually gives me insight to what the mm -hmm. other person cares about. Now, and then it's also part of the application, I think, is really important because it's just, it's not just finding the information. It's how to apply it without looking like a stalker. Also knowing that what we find might not be accurate. So what we're really looking for is information that gives us permission to ask better questions. And then sometimes you're going to find information that's just not appropriate to share. You know, hey, Joe, uh, congratulations on the third divorce and the second bankruptcy. You think you'll get it right this time, right? You're not going to go there with somebody. But uh, when you know something about another person, you don't have to tell them that you know it. You just use it to ask better questions. And so that's really important. Now, now and, and then one of the, the um, I think people think, well, geez, I should be able to do this all in Google. It should be really easy. We have to remember that Google is not really a search engine. Google is an advertising company that uses search to serve ads. So obviously, Google wants you to get what you want showing up in the Google search results. But they're also pretty happy if a couple of ads show up that you click on those as well. And so I'm not suggesting that I'm going to teach you techniques to bypass the ads. What I am suggesting is I'll be able to share some techniques, some ideas that allow you to bring the results you care about right up to the top. That's really what sales intelligence is. It makes sense. It really does make sense. Uh, I do want to welcome, by the way, Frazier, who's joining us right now live. And yeah, um, I don't want to say your name wrong. 
Isel. I think that that's right. I, I'm hearing that a few people had some issues finding the right link to click to join us live, but thank you for all of that input. And thank you, because obviously you made it here and you're joining our show. If you guys have any, you guys or gals have any questions for Sam as we continue our talk, please feel free to drop those questions right where you're leaving these great comments. And we'd love to answer those questions live. I mean, you have a award-winning author and keynote speaker right here for you. Um, so take advantage of this time together. And and, and next, Sam, I think I want to just dive right into, and, and you just mentioned there are many tools to use, right, to learn how to do this right and to learn how to, you know, use sales intelligence and create like this arsenal of kind of info that we can use, right, to help strengthen a relationship. Um, and some of those tools do extend beyond Google. But let's start by talking Google, because I think that's a good place to start because people are so familiar and comfortable using Google. So what Google searching should we be doing prior to meeting with a prospect and maybe a client? Um, tell us what you think and your experience on that. Yeah, I mean, there's some there's some <coughs> excuse me, some basic yeah. Google techniques that we need to know before we do searching that will save us a lot of time. One of them, for example, is the minus sign. The minus sign actually removes bad search results. So one of the examples I use in my presentation is if I'm looking for the Vikings, the guys from Norway with the big boats and the swords from 500 years ago. Well, if I go into Google and type in the word Vikings, what do I get? Oh, about two Minnesota Vikings. Yes. And unfortunately, as I, I unfortunately have to say the whole probably never in my lifetime Super Bowl champion Minnesota Vikings <laughs> football team because it's just getting frustrating. But uh, but I don't want that. I want the, the guys from Norway. So I could type in Vikings, Norway, swords, boats, or I could type in, you know, look at the results, say, you know, I'm not interested in football. And so a little trick is if you attach a minus sign to the word, if you attach a minus sign in this example to the F in the word football, Google, or frankly, any search engine, your email, your network drive, your computer, will remove all of the results with that word in it. No way. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. I just want to wait. Whoa, whoa. This is breaking the internet right now in my brain. So if I'm searching for the Vikings yeah. through a Google search online, but I want the actual Nordic Vikings and not football related material or content, yeah. I'm going to put in Vikings and then put a minus sign, no space, football. Sure. And that will remove Vikings football related info to come up in my searches. Yeah, let me give you an example. I'm going to just pop up my screen here. So I've done, I think I've done a pretty good job of, of search engine optimizing my name for lack of a better term. Uh, so when you go into Google, now there are lots of other Sam Richters in the world. But if I go into Google, and this will work in any search engine, obviously. But if I type in, uh, I got all these pop-ups drive me nuts. If I go in and type in uh, Sam Richter, right? Well, I'm going to show up a lot. Right. I mean, because I've done a good job of search engine optimizing my name, but I don't want Sam Richter, the speaker or the author. So watch this minus speaker minus author. So notice how I'm putting the minus sign right next to the S, no space right next to the A. And I'll run this. And voila, you still give me some stuff on YouTube. But now we've got the doctor. We've got this guy in New York. Now, this is me because probably the word uh, speaker and author aren't in there. College of Science and Engineering. Now, one other trick too. What's also happening here, and you notice that I'm getting 21.2 million results. Well, that's because I'm Google's actually treating this as a plus. So Sam plus Richter, meaning mm. one or both of those words must appear on the page, but not necessarily in any order. 
So there could be results in here. If I get past, past like the, the fifth page, I'm probably going to pull up results on, you know, Sam Smith and Sally Richter. So another trick is using quotation marks. Anytime you're searching for a proper noun, name of a person, name of a company, a phrase, um, you know, marketing tech stack, put it in quotes, you'll get way better results. Watch what happens. So Sam Richter without quotes, 21.2 million results. Sam Richter with quotes, 34,500 without speaker and author. This is incredible. My my jaw, I'm I'm not showing well here. I'll pop right. My jaw is literally on the ground and I'm feverishly making notes because this is an incredible time saver. This is an incredible efficiency check. Um, even if you're preparing a Sam, right, to do a keynote speech and, and you're doing it somewhere that you've never spoken before and you know there's going to be a special guest in the room and you want to be able to drop something in the intro of your speech that will immediately get their attention, right? Um, this is a really cool way to create that connection, you yep. know, make people think that you went kind of either shows you went above and beyond to really learn about them. Um, and you, and you did, but you can do it in a way that's super efficient. Yeah. So let's, let's use that example. Yeah. So, um, I've got a sales call at 3M. I'll choose a really big company, or maybe I'm doing a speech for 3M and five minutes before the speech, I'm going to fire up Google. So let me, uh, let me share my monitor again here. Okay. So I'm going to go in and I'm going to look at 3M, but I'm going to show you something pretty cool. So I'm going to go in and I'm going to look at 3M and I get the low, low number of, what is that? Nearly 6 billion search results. Well, that, that's quite a few. Don't have, you know, I've got 30 seconds before I'm going on stage or 30 seconds before my meeting starts. I don't have time to look at that. What do I do? I'm going to click on the news button. What's going on in their world today, four hours ago, 21 hours ago? And I'm going to bring uh, uh, something up that they care about. Now, I can also go in, watch this. This is, you're going to love this. I'm going to click on tools and I'm going to say, well, of the news articles, I only want to see articles from the past hour. And it'll pull up that information or the past week or the past day. So, you know, what's going on in the other person's world that they care about? I will say I've used that feature myself with the timing because as an actress, when I do shows or commercials or different things that are broadcast, I sometimes don't get notified when they're running. So I'll literally have to put in, for instance, if I did a 3M commercial or if Engage has a commercial running, I'll have to go in and literally put in the time and that's how I see, oh, is it up yet, right? I'll put in last week or last. And I think that that's a great tool because again, it allows you to be efficient with your time. And as you mentioned, be talking about something that puts you in the category of a like-minded person, right? With right. that company. Awesome. People now are amazingly passionate about one thing. What is it? Mm -hmm. It's themselves. People mm -hmm. are amazingly passionate about themselves. And yet, what do we all too often do in a sales call, a business meeting, especially in today's world where, you know, maybe we only have 20 minutes over Zoom versus a two hour lunch. Uh, what do we do? We end up talking about ourselves because our marketing teams have put together these beautiful three ring binders with lots of ta color tabs and charts. So we love talking about ourselves. Most people don't care, but most people are passionate about them. You know, you asked me earlier, you said, how has technology changed sales? And here's how it's really changed. I mean, obviously we've got CRM systems, we've got databases, we've got Google and all the things we're talking about, but here's where it's really changed. If you were in sales at all, I like to say, you know, BG. So there's AD, there's CE, BG is before Google. That's right, it's when our world changed. How old is Google? It's about 27 years old. 
So if you were in sales 28 years ago, what did you used to do? You used to take your clients, your prospects out for two hour lunches, four hour golfing events. You took them to a theater, you took them to a sporting event and you got to know the individual. So how has technology changed sales? How many of us take two hour lunches today? How many of us even eat lunch, right? And so my point being is buying and selling hasn't changed since Carnegie or before Carnegie. People are passionate about themselves and yet we don't get the time or frankly, we don't take the time to do our homework and learn about what the other person cares about. Because when we can figure out what the other person cares about, again, we can connect on that personal level. And what we're looking for is we're looking to align our solutions with what they care about. Uh, it, it, the only time a sale ever occurs is when that happens. And so what we want to do is find information that gives us permission to ask questions. We ask those more complex questions. We get answers. We need to make sure we're good listeners. As the other person is talking, we're going to pick up this. We're going to pick up that. And we're going to, you know, in our brain, say, oh, I've got experience in that. Oh, I, I can do this. And then you're going to share a story of how you've helped somebody else do something very similar to what the other person cares about, maybe a little bit faster, more efficiently, more effectively, more profitably than they might be able to do on their own. That's this real simple version of it, but it all starts with doing your homework. It's almost like technology has made it more difficult to connect on a personal level yeah. because the, the environment that we connect now has shifted. We're not doing these lunch meetings. We're not necessarily going out for coffee to meet a new client or a prospect like we used to. But technology has also made it easier for us to engage in other ways through a Zoom, um, through some sort of other, you know, app or software. Um, and it also has allowed us to achieve and have access to more information that we never had access to. Sam, I am being bombarded with so many great questions from the audience for you. So I do want to share a few of those questions, if I may. Uh, oh, great. Larry's joining us. Larry has joined for so many of our weekly shows. So Larry, I want to welcome you back. I hope you had a wonderful last few weeks. Uh, so his question is, Sam, one of the biggest problems we have to get, um, hold on one second. One of the biggest problems we have, um, hmm, this isn't quite worded right, but that's okay. Larry, let me work through this. One of the biggest problems we have to get to talk to a prospect is not their data. Okay. That's easy. The hard thing nowadays is for them not to respond. Mm -hmm. So not even a simple, I don't care prospects, yeah. you know, have bothered to respond. I understand that interesting content product or service is the answer, but nothing seems to work. Do you have any tips on this? Larry, thank you so much for that question. Sure. So it's that kind of like tuned out mentality now where I think prospects or maybes don't even have the, you know, kindness to say, hey, thanks for the email. Um, I'm not interested at this time, you know, yeah, or, Hey, this doesn't fit our budget or, Hey, how did you get my number? You know, not even that. So, well, that's a great question, Larry. And, and, uh, it's certainly true. I mean, we, we all, I, unfortunately have experienced this concept of being ghosted, right? Where we reach out and nobody responds. Let me share with you a statistic. That's pretty interesting. 90% of salespeople give up after three connection requests. 90% 90, 90 of salespeople give up after three connection requests. A connection in my book being a, a, a LinkedIn connection, a social media connection, an email, or a phone call. But yet most sales does not move forward until somewhere between the fifth and 12th connection. Now, why do we give up? 
I mean, 80% of sales do not move forward until the fifth to 12th connection, but yet 90% of salespeople give up after the third. Is it because salespeople are lazy? No, it's because we're human. We don't like rejection. Well, I reached out via email. I reached out via LinkedIn. I, I phone called the person. They're not interested. Because what are you going to do on the sixth call? Ready to buy, ready to buy, ready to buy, ready to buy. You don't want to be annoying. And so you touched on it a little bit. Relevant, and that's the key, relevant content is really important. I call it the value-added follow-up. What's the value-added follow-up? It's when you're reaching out to a prospect in a way that's super relevant to what they care about. It might not have anything to do with you. And, uh, and I actually do that purposely. And I'll do that. I'm going to share with you a website that you've never heard of. And for full transparency, it's mine. I when, Sometimes when I, when I can't find what I need via Google or I'm frustrated with what's out there, I get too much junk. I just create my own website. So I'm going to go and uh, share with you one of my websites and turn up my, uh, my monitor here. Now, this is completely free. You don't need to register, anything like that. The website's called yougotresearch.com. Now, you're not going to... Uh, find it in a Google search. You got to actually type it into the, to the web address here, but you got research.com. What this does is it finds industry reports, specifically PDF files. So I'm going to go in, I'm going to do past year. Let's say I've got half a dozen prospects in the construction industry that are ghosting me. They're not returning my calls. I'm going to go here past year construction, and I'm going to try to find a trend report, you know, go global construction rate trend report. I'll pick this up. I'm going to open this <coughs> PDF file. I'll download this. Now, what I can do, now that I have this PDF file, I'm going to send it out via email and or via LinkedIn with a very simple message. Now, hey, Marissa, uh, I stumbled across this online and uh, it was doing some research for a client, stumbled across this online and immediately thought of you. Hope all is well. Now, you may or may not get a response back. But the goal is the next time, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh time you make that phone call, someone says, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, I know who that is. Uh, I'm going to give that person, I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm going to respond via email. One of the nice things about LinkedIn, by the way, just as a side note, is uh, that's why I like connecting with people on LinkedIn. A, you get a way better response rate than, um, than an email. But uh, oftentimes in today's world, because of um, security issues, you can no longer email a PDF to somebody. It gets caught in the or, spam. or even an email. That's also yeah, that's right. just an email. Yeah. You can, it just gets caught in the spam filter. Mm -hmm. The nice thing about a LinkedIn, once you a LinkedIn message, so once we're connected, if I want to send you a message, there's a little paper clip on the bottom in the message where I can attach a PDF file. Okay, so here's another trick for you. You're not going to do this all the time, but let's say there's this prospect that yet they 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 should be working with you. They have to be working with you. They're not working with you. And it's frustrating. Here's what you're going to do. And this is why I like PDF files. You're going to print the PDF file. You're going to put a little post-it note on there. Hey, Marissa, stumbled across this online. Immediately thought of you. You're going to paperclip your business card. Now, in sales and in life, we all want to be ethical. So I'm not being unethical here. I, I'm not telling Marissa that I know her. I'm not pretending that we're buddies. But I do know that as a leader in her organization, CEO of her company, whatever that might be, she meets a lot of people. She's not going to remember that she never met me. So she's going to get this PDF file with a post-it note on top that says, hey, saw this online, immediately thought of you, hope all is well. I'm going to clip my business card. Now, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put that 
in an oversized FedEx envelope. Because I might be wrong here, but I don't think in the history of the world anybody's ever deleted an oversized FedEx envelope. So it's going to get open. Now, what's our goal? And this is really important in sales. There's this whole concept called a commitment objective. What's a commitment objective? A commitment objective is why am I emailing this person? Why did I send that FedEx package? Why am I calling this person? Oftentimes when I work with sales teams, I'll say, what's your commitment objective? And they're like, duh, dummy. Our commitment objective is to sell this person something. No, it's not. That's your goal. But your commitment objective is most often to get the next meeting. So my commitment objective in sending this email or in this example, this FedEx package is really the opportunity. My commitment objective is to, I guess in the marketing world, we'd call it branding. I want to associate my name with something of value to the other person. So the next time I reach out via LinkedIn, via phone, via email, the person actually might take my call. So that's one way to do it. There's a few other ways as well, and I can I can show you these when we get into something like the, the Intel engine. Um, but one of the other big ways to do this is what's called a sales trigger. So I know that's one of our bullet points. If we want to skip to that, I can go to sales. Yeah, let's let's talk about sales triggers because that was next on my list anyway. Okay. And you're sharing. I really appreciate this, Sam, um, because one of the things that we're very prideful of with our series, our biweekly series, is truly sharing actionable insights that our viewers or listeners on our show can take away from a talk. So all of these tips and tools that you're sharing are wonderful. And I do want to encourage you all when the show is over, I will share Sam's LinkedIn information and also his website as well. So I definitely want our viewers to connect with you after today's show because you are. I see why you have so many awards, Sam. You are a wonderful speaker, but you're also sharing so many great tips and tricks and insights from your experience. Uh, so everyone's really excited. I do want to let you know, Larry says, perfect, Sam, great vision. Thank you. Um, so he's really also appreciating your answers, your tips. And Larry, thank you so much for joining us and uh, wishing you a happy holidays to you and your family. And I do have a few other questions coming up from Frazier as well. Um, so what would be better for you, Sam? Do you want to get into sales triggers and kind of keep finishing you know, along, keep talking along what we're doing, or would you like me to share a couple new questions? I don't want to throw you off. No, I think sales triggers would be good because it might answer some of the questions. Okay, great. So Frazier, so, I see your questions and they are coming soon to Sam, but let's get into this idea of what are sales triggers? Sure. How do you find them? So sales triggers really quite simply is it's a disruption going on in another person's world where they might want to buy from you today. Here's an example I use in my program. So if I, uh, you know, if I call you right now, if I call Larry right now and say, um, hi, Larry, uh, this is Sam. I'm calling from Sam's Roofing Company. I'd love to come out and give you a free estimate for a new roof. What are you going to do? You're going to ghost me. Hang up, delete, go away. However, what if a huge hailstorm hits your house right now? Like softball size hail bouncing off the roof. All of a sudden, water starts leaking down the walls of your kitchen. Five minutes later, hey, this is Sam from Sam's Roofing Company. I'd love to come out and give you a free estimate. Well, what am I now? I'm your new best friend. And that's called a sales trigger. So one of the, the I guess, the issues I have with a lot of sales teams is they still rely on lists. Now, lists, I'm not saying lists are bad. I mean, I've got a list building tool. It's good. But when you have a list, you know, hey, I want to call every medical device company in the United States. Well, great. Uh, here's 7,000 names. We're going to start at A and end at Z. And mathematically, 
somebody's going to buy. I mean, if you call enough people, you're going to get lucky. I'm not suggesting we don't do that. What I am suggesting we do is maybe spend some time, maybe an hour on a Friday or a Sunday as we prepare for the next week, identifying some sales triggers. What's a sales trigger? What's going on in the other person's world? Examples of sales triggers might be um, a new executive's hired. Here's a statistic for you. 70, uh, when, a, when a new CEO is hired, they'll spend 70% of their entire annual budget within the first three months. Why? Because they want to show how smart they are. They were hired for a reason. Usually it's because things weren't working. Now, when a new CEO comes in, you can find that individual and you can then connect with him or her. They don't have any legacy vendors and they're open to new creative ideas because they want to hear what are some other sales triggers. Uh, let's say if you sell office furniture, HVAC equipment, technology, marketing services, anytime a company's gone through a merger or an acquisition, anytime a company's gone through a, a relocation, they're moving, new construction activity. Anytime a company receives funding, when a company receives $100 million from a venture capitalist, that venture capitalist is not saying, here's a check for $100 million. Please go put this in a conservative ETF mutual fund. No, they're saying go out and spend it. The only question is, are they going to spend it with you? So that's a sales trigger. The cool thing is you can use some of these techniques I've shared with you today to find some of those sales triggers. So would you like me to show you a couple? What's that? Can I show you some sales triggers? Absolutely. Absolutely. And please, I know you're, you're getting over some illness. So if you need a sip of water, please <laughs> feel good. free. Yeah, I'd love to tell you that my, my, my voice was sore because I was cheering for the gophers, but now I've just got a little bit of illness. So I'm going to go into Google and I'm going to try to describe this for those listening as well. But I'm going to do, let's do that, that, that one we just talked about. So the key in a sales trigger is to think like the author. If you were writing a press release, an article about a new CEO being hired, what words would you put in that press release? Words like welcome, welcomes. Proud to announce. So let me give you an example. I'll go in here. I'll say Minneapolis and CEO. Now I'm going to type in or in all uppercase. Why or in all uppercase? When you type in or in uppercase, you're telling any search engine, give me this or give me that. So chief executive, spell it right. I'm going to put that in parens. Just you don't have to. It just helps you separate out those ors. What If I was the author of a press release, what words would I put in there? I might put in like welcomes um, or announces. Okay, I'm going to run my search and look at that 8.6 million sales triggers about new CEOs or chief executives who've been hired in Minneapolis. Wow. And I'm, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but this is great because I'm seeing the dates on these too, like Blue Cross, October 29th. This just exactly. happened. You know, it's even definitely if I call relevant. From last March, I'm kind of a little too late. Right. So based on what we've just learned, what should I do? I'm going to click on tools. And I'm mm -hmm. going to say only find me the CEOs or chief executives who've been hired in Minneapolis in the past week or the past month. Nine hours ago, two days ago. Exactly. Appoints new president and CEO. This is great, Sam, because I think this does answer, I, I think, Frazier, uh, one of your questions, which is, you know, how are we still able to reach customers who maybe typically were only reachable via in-person or kind of along those same lines? How do we reach businesses who maybe don't spend a lot of time on media channels, right? 
there mm-hmm. are ways, Sam, if, if I'm, if I'm, you know, receiving your information, right, there are ways to actually figure out who we should be reaching out to. And we don't have to just rely on social media channels or, you know, yeah. being connected through LinkedIn. Exactly. So as you were talking, I did another search again, think like the author, BC or venture capital received or receives Dallas. Bunch of these come up from a day ago. Here's what I know for certain. These guys are going to spend money. They got to make, who are they going to spend it with? Well, it's hopefully you. See, what's also the benefit of having these sales triggers is now you have something to talk about. Not only do you have something going on that you know you can help with. So again, maybe you're an insurance provider, um, commercial insurance. Well, company just received $50 million. Their risk uh, and it is now completely different than it was three weeks ago. Maybe you've got a lot of experience working with entrepreneurs. Now you have a reason to pick up the phone and call. Now you have a reason to be relevant on your LinkedIn connection. In that email, whatever it is, we're looking for that sales trigger. Not only is it a reason to call, but it makes it relevant. And it differentiates us from any other salespeople who might be out there saying, hi, my name is Sam. You've never heard of me before, but I was wondering if you might be interested in commercial insurance. No, now I'm going to call and say, hey, I saw that you just received $50 million. I had to pick up the phone and call you right away because I've got 30 years experience of working with CEOs of startup companies who have recently received venture capital. I probably know a lot about risk issues that you might not have ever thought of. Love to take you out for coffee. At the very least, I'll give you three or four tips that I've learned through my 30 years of experience. Now, I made that up at the top of my head, but isn't but that, that was really great. better and, than and you, you just touched on some insurance? You just touched on something that we have talked about throughout our series this year, Sam, too, and that is providing value to, yeah. to your customers or your prospects and giving away some of your information for free. That is a great way to earn respect, especially if you're trying to, you know, turn that maybe into a conversion. Let them know that they can trust you and that you have um, the experiences you just mentioned, and that you're willing to even share some of your tips or tricks with them because that in- immediately establishes trust. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to give you another website. Again, this is this is mine. It's completely free. Uh, no registration, no anything so re- like that. Really quick before you go to that website, in case people are just tuning in or they just caught a little tail end, it, w- it was You Got Research. Was that the first website? Yes, YouGotResearch.com. Yep. Okay. I'm going to put that in the comment section. www.yougotresearch.com. Okay, great. And you got to type that. You're not going to find it in Google, but you you got to type it into the web address. Okay. And then what's the second? You'll like this. It's called You Got the News. I like that. www.yougotthenews. Yougotthenews.com. It's another one of my websites. Yougotthenews.com from Sam Richter. Now, what's cool here? is it also sorts your posts. Great. By the way, um, I do want to just say, uh, Frazier, I do think Sam did answer your questions. If he didn't, please let me know if you'd like me to ask. Um, But I do think he really touched on some things that answered your questions. If you have any new or kind of revised questions for Sam, we've got about 15 more minutes with him. So feel free to drop those in the comment section. And uh, another uh, LinkedIn, oh, Isal did say, Isal, did say just a comment he wanted to share that it seems like networking is needed though for every professional career you know kind of whether you like it or not it, yeah. you can do it differently but networking is important because networking really is relationship building 
And people work with who they like. People work with who they trust. So I think that's a great, you know, takeaway, Isal. So thank you for sharing. Okay, last, last little uh, website yeah. tip from Sam here. You got so the news.com. How are we yeah, going to use this in in, in in you got research or you got the news. You don't have to use quotation marks or minus signs. I've already built those into my search engines. But I might go in here and, again, find those sales triggers. Past month, I'll say uh, venture uh, venture capital. Got to put on my glasses here. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. Venture capital. And um, and I'll say Denver. And then, you know, past month, venture capital, Denver. I'm going to click on the more news button. And I'm going to pull up news. Or I'm going to pull up the, um, I might do uh, press releases. Or even social media posts. So it's just a quick way to find information. Now, again, every, everything that it's pulling up, you could do in a Google search, obviously, because it's using Google as its backend search engine. But you'd have to know these 30 to 50 word algorithms in terms of typing information into Google to pull up the results I just shared with you. The cool things about the websites is it dynamically will build, it's called a Boolean equation. What I just shared with you, the, the minus sign, the quotes, the or, that's what's called Boolean logic. The Boolean logic is dynamically built based on what you're looking for, whether you use You Got the News or You Got Research or any of my other websites. Very cool. So it's yougotnews.com and yougotresearch.com. Great websites, especially when it comes to sales intelligence, being able to do our kind of ethical spying, as you said, yeah. and and really show somebody uh, in the maybe pile that we are not only interested, right, in converting them, but we have almost like an, an a vested interest. We yeah. care about their needs because why? We know about them. We know what their needs are and what we do can help them to solve their pain point, right? Because that's how we make the sale. Exactly. Exactly. Well, last last thing that I'd like to touch on, and we don't have a ton of time, but um, it is, I do want to touch on it. It's that sales intel engine. So yeah. what is your sales intel engine? And you did kind of start talking about that a little bit, but what would be your final thoughts on your experience with the idea of a sales intel engine? Yeah, it's just a tool I've created um, where you can automate a lot of what I've shared with you. Again, I'll put on my glasses here. And it's a, you can just go to sales or Intel Engine, I-N-T-E-L-N-G-I-N.com, I-N-T-E-L-N-G-I-N.com. And I've, I've built about 30 of them for different industries. I only have probably about 15 of them on, my, on that site. So if you sell, for example, in construction or technology, reach out to me. I've got a version for that. I just haven't built my landing pages. But what this does is it allows you to go in and it automates a lot of what I talked about. So for example, under sales triggers, I can just go here. I can type in the word Dallas and all I've got to do is click on any one of these buttons. Here's recent leadership change in Dallas or, you know, layoffs or funding activity in Dallas. And then what's pretty cool is you can go in, you can find a company. Um, let's see if I can find a good one here. Um, we'll say Knox Henderson. You say, hey, I want to reach out to these people. Well, I can go to biz people, search by title, type in their company name for people by title. So here's their C-suite executives, presidents, partners, VPs. So weird. I used to live in Dallas and Knox Henderson is a uh, cross street. So it's kind of funny oh, that there's a company cool. named that. Yeah. 
And to answer, <coughs> excuse me, to answer one of the questions from earlier, another way when you're getting ghosted is I like to find, so for example, in the in the biz people search advanced area, let me pull that up for you. You can go in here and uh, I'm going to use my daughter as an example. So my daughter, my daughter graduates from the University of Missouri um, in May of 2020, right in COVID, right? And she wants to get into marketing in social media marketing in the fashion industry in New York. Good luck doing that during COVID, right? So she did what everybody said, you know, reach out to people on LinkedIn, try to get an informational interview. And she sent out more than a hundred requests and she was larried for lack of a better term. She was larried. Oh, I love that. Larry, if you're still listening, you are now a, a great phrase. You're larried. <laughs> so she was, uh, nobody answered. I said, just try this for a second because people really care about themselves and their own connections. I said, go in here and type in uh, advertising or marketing, uh, New York, fashion industry. Now, my daughter in college was a Zeta Tau Alpha, sorority member. And so here is a list of 328 Zeta Tau Alphas who are in the marketing or advertising industry. In oh, New my York. gosh. Now, when my daughter calls, is she saying, hi, I'm a... I'm a recent college grad. I like an informational interview. No, it's, hey, I'm a sister from Zeta Tau Alpha. I was hoping I could get an informational interview. She sent out four requests, got four answers. So those are the kinds of things you can do in the Intel engine. Or again, you know, would I love to have you as a member of my Intel engine? Sure. You can also do some of those things. And you got the news. You got research. Those are free for everybody. Or using the techniques I've shared with you today in Google to do those kinds of searching. It's wonderful. These are amazing tips. Yougotresearch.com, yougotthenews.com, and also intelengine.com. Yep, and that's, that, if you want to spell that, uh, uh, this is my fault, horrible marketing. It's Intel, N-G-I-N-E. So so no- uh, you, no, you know what's so funny? No you were even spelling it and I was already halfway typing. Intel, hold on, I want to make sure. No, you did it fine. You did a play on words and there's nothing wrong with that. Is no. this right? That's correct. You got okay, it. perfect. Thank you. Perfect. Well, think about our platform. We get a lot of people at first saying, engage, how do you spell that? Because it is, it's the sound without the same spelling, but you know, the idea is there. This is an Intel engine. We are to help you engage, our platform engage is to help you engage with your customers where they are, right? Engage with them. This isn't, oh, Sam, I feel like I could talk to you forever. It's a good thing you live just five miles or less away from me. We might actually have to do an in-person meeting sometime because I, I could just pick your brain all day and You've got so much to offer um, really anybody, whether you're a small business, a small to medium-sized business, or maybe you're even a CEO of a large-scale business. You've really shared some wonderful tips on how to use sales intelligence to really boost your conversion rate for the new year. Yeah, and I'll just I'll kind of wrap up by saying, you know, when we think of Engage, it's, it's a technology stack. And as we talked about earlier, we, the technology is only as good as the people using the technology with the keyword they're using the technology. Right. But at the end of the day, as it relates to sales and to some degree marketing, it's still all about people. It's still all about building the relationship, providing value based on what the other person cares about. So it's not just value, but it's relevant value. And so we can have all the technology in the world, but it's still a people business. The more complex the sale, the more that you, the salesperson, the marketing person, the small business owner, they're, they're not just buying your product. They're not just buying your solution. They're buying you. And so your ability to connect with people in a way that's meaningful and relevant 
and provides value to what they care about. That's how you're going to differentiate. That's how you're going to win more business. And that's how you're going to thrive in 2022. Absolutely. And we can do that now even better with all of the wonderful insights and websites that you shared with us. So thank you so much, Sam. You know, I want to share some websites now and some information uh, with the audience so that they can connect with you after today's show. And Frazier, yes, I did spell it wrong originally. I've got the uh, updated um, link there that I just dropped to you. It's Intel N-G-I-N-E. So Frazier was like, oh my gosh, it's sending me to like GoDaddy telling me that's not a, 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 a what do you call it? A, a, a site. And I'm like, sorry, sorry. So Frazier, I dropped the updated site for you there. And if you go back and also rewatch the talk, I have a banner as well. Uh, speaking again, though, of sharing some sites, I do want to share how all of you watching right now, or those of you listening to a replay or watching a replay can connect with Sam. And you can do that on LinkedIn very easily by searching him via his name. And I'll spell that out for you in case you're listening and don't have access to our screen. It's LinkedIn.com, obviously, you do the forward slash IN forward slash Sam, S-A-M-R-I-C-H-T-E-R. And then that's a forward slash after that, right, Sam? That's not a back, or is that a backslash? I never know. I always get confused on the forward slash. I just say slash. Slash, yeah. All you need to do is search uh, Sam Richter, and it's S-A-M-R-I-C-H-T-E-R in LinkedIn. You'll find him quickly. And you can visit his website as well, www.samrichter.com. Will you share with the audience just what they can find on your website? Because that is where people can book you for a talk. I do want to share that. And I think that's so great to know. But what else will they find when they visit your website, Sam? Sure. They'll find uh, all the links we talked about today. Um, when they go, if they wait like three seconds when the, when the homepage loads, uh, they'll, they can get, you can register from a tip sheet which is a, it's just a one pager where I've taken most of the, the key techniques that I teach in my seminars and put them on a tip sheet, you know? So basically everything we talked about today and a whole lot more, the ors, the minus, the plus, a bunch of websites that you probably never heard of that will help you find information. So just put in your email address. Obviously that's completely free. Um, would love to work with your company. If you do uh, any conferences, training, um, you know, I speak in front of 10,000 people on stage for an hour or i can do a six hour and eight hour program to a company and so everything you need to know to, to work with me and and of course just you can also just I, I make my contact information pretty readily available just let me know that you're part of the engage family i'm happy to answer any of your questions and point you to resources as well good point if you are going to connect with sam after today's show always drop him a note let him know that you heard his show or saw his show through the engage uh, website our show library or maybe you saw the show live as many of you are watching right now sam i want to thank you so much again especially during the busy holiday season for sharing an hour of your time with us you've shared so many wonderful insights tips tricks on how sales intelligence can not only help us to connect better with prospects, but really can ultimately drive us to make more conversions as we head into the new year. So I want to thank you so much. By the way, Frazier again says, thank you so much as well. I'll pop up his comment. Thank you so much. He said he also learned so much during today's talk. Frazier, thank you for joining us. Please connect with Sam if you are not connected already after today's show. Sam, I hate to do this because like I said, you're just a wealth of knowledge and such a charming person. I feel like this may not be the last time we have you on our show. So I do have to let you go. It's time for our Engage News of the Week. Um, hey, actually, 
just wait a minute, Sam. I'm not going to let you go. If okay. you've got just two minutes more, I'm going to share our Engage News of the Week. And I'd just love to get your, your take on the News of the Week. Are you open I'd to that? I'd love to hear it. Okay, cool. Because this is fun. Um, for those of you watching, if you're interested in e-commerce, right? Shopify, Woo, Woo, uh, WooCommerce. Our series next year with Engage is going to really focus on e-commerce because that is a huge, huge topic right now in the world of digital marketing. Um, Isal, by the way, also says thank you for all the great information. You're welcome, Isal. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, so, so sorry. So back to our Engage News of the Week. So this week, our News of the Week has to do with e-commerce. So I'll share this with you quickly. And then, Sam, I'd just love to hear your thoughts. Uh, so in July of 2021, over 27% of the traffic to Shopify stores came from international buyers. So almost 30% international buyers. For merchants selling outside of their home country, that can be very daunting. So complexities like currency conversion, language localization, providing local payment methods, and duty and import taxes can all act as barriers to a to effectively selling internationally, especially if you don't know where to start. So our news of the week has to do with Shopify. It's solving that and making Shopify global by default with Shopify Markets, a centralized hub with all the tools needed for merchants and global e-commerce. So now merchants can use Shopify Markets to identify, set up, launch, and optimize international markets all from a single Shopify store. Shopify markets will be rolling out to all merchants in the coming months, and you can visit shopify.com forward slash markets to learn more. So Sam, as I mentioned, coming into 2022, we are going to be starting a new series. And one of those series is basically digital marketing intelligence for Shopify, ask the experts. And then we're also going to have digital marketing intelligence for Shopify case studies. So being that e-commerce is such a huge, huge place to learn, to play, to, to understand, to connect and build, build relationships. Do you have any experience with e-commerce? Um, if you do, I'd just love to hear it. And if not, do you have any thoughts on the news of the week regarding this international explosion of Shopify? Uh, I actually do have a lot of experience. I'm going to go back to the to dot-com days. So 1998, 1999, uh, I was uh, working at a company. I was in charge of marketing for a company called Digital River. And at the time, we managed 90% of all software downloads in the United States. And then we started getting into physical products. Because back then, you know, we might have done a software download. But remember, it was still AOL dial-up, right? Right. So, exactly. And so, you know, like like Adobe was a client of ours and you couldn't buy Photoshop via download because it would take six months. So we got into building e-commerce stores. And I think one of the big things that Digital River did so right and that, um, you know, fast forward to today is still a huge, massive issue. So I do a ton of e-commerce, right? All of my all of my um, search engines are sold online, my books, my PDFs, my courses, all those kinds of things. One thing that a lot of people don't appreciate, but can get them in a lot of trouble. And I'm telling you right now, they're coming after small businesses and that's sales tax. Sales tax is a huge issue. Most people don't know that when they sell even a digital product in the United States alone, there are more than 11,000 different tax jurisdictions. Meaning if I sell a hat or a PDF file, I might be responsible for collecting, 
filing and paying sales tax on behalf of my customer. Now, if you're a small business owner, you can't do that. And what's interesting is a few years back, the Supreme Court said, oh, we know this is a really bad rule, but we figure that technology or Congress will fix it. Well, Congress has never fixed it. And finally, technology is catching up. So I'd love to hear what you just said about Shopify, because it takes a huge worry off the backs of small business um, owners who want to sell online. Like you said, 30% is global. Our audience is now not just the person next door. It's the person across the world. Right. Even if you're making crafts at home via Etsy or something like that, you have the opportunity now to literally sell your products or your services across the globe. It's pretty intense. It's pretty yeah, awesome. the, the, you know the ability to do that in different currencies and and again handle that taxation issue. Don't underestimate that. That's a huge, huge deal. Because here's what I know: the IRS is not going to be coming after. Well, they might go after big businesses, but big businesses have big lawyers, and so who are they going to come after? They're going to come after the person who's selling a hundred grand a year, fifty grand a year, uh, and it's really going to be the states. And so using a, a a product like Engage, a product like Shopify to really centralize all that, uh, that, that that's going to really, in, in my opinion, take a huge worry away. I'm glad I listened to my gut and I didn't send you away before the Engage News of the Week. I think that you added some really great insights to the topic of Shopify and their expansion globally. And you're right. Shopify is another wonderful digital marketing tool that can be in your arsenal and should be in your arsenal if you are in the e-commerce world even if it's just for that simple reason that Sam, you just stated, it's a great way to protect yourself and to get some help when it comes to something like figuring out your state or local taxes, or now that you're global as it shared, uh, or as I shared, uh, figuring out language barriers or, you know, duty, duty taxes, especially because now we know that the laws are changing and there's all kinds of other taxes for international stuff as well. So Wonderful. I want to thank you again so much for your insight, Sam. You were wonderful to have on the show. Thank you. And, you know, being that we're wrapping up our show for this year, we have one more show in just a couple of weeks. It was just a wonderful experience. So I want to thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It was really an honor to be with you and happy holidays, everybody. I really appreciate all the questions and everybody uh, uh, staying with us today. Thank you. Absolutely. You definitely kept the audience entertained and everybody stuck around for the basically the duration of today's show. So thank you so much, Sam. Have a wonderful holiday to you. And now that I, like I said, now that I know you're five less than five miles away, I'm actually going to keep an eye out. I'm sure we'll run into each other sooner or later. Sam, have a wonderful holiday. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Wow, you guys, such a wonderful guest. You can tell he's not only just a charming person, but he's incredibly smart, incredibly insightful, and the experience that he can bring, especially if you're interested in having a speaker uh, come to your company. His experience as a keynote speaker is certainly going to just blow your company out of the water. So please connect with Sam Richter online via LinkedIn or through his website. And as you heard him say, he does also offer all kinds of tips through a basically sounds almost like a newsletter that you can subscribe to through his website that's completely free as well. I want to thank you all so much for joining us. Before I go, I do want to remind you, if you're just joining us and you missed the show, don't worry, rest assured, you can actually find our show in the show library. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go to www.engagelive.com forward slash live dash show dash library. 
There you will be able to find the replay of today's show starting next week. So there's usually a few day delay. Um, so you can go to that library. You can see our featured guests. And I'm pretty sure Sam is going to end up in our featured guest show there. You'll see featured shows. And then you'll also see a library of every show that we have produced here at Engage. So if you missed today's show and you're just joining us here for the tail end, check that out. And you can also, of course, connect with us on our LinkedIn page. And you can do that via linkedin.com and we are engage engage.com or basically engage forward slash my company so that is how you can connect with us on linkedin and i do want to encourage you to connect with us on linkedin because that is where you'll be able to find up-to-date information on our very last show of the year uh, that show date is going to be either next week or the week after, and our guest will be Deborah Drummond. So check her out on LinkedIn and definitely connect with us on LinkedIn as well. That's N-G-A-G-G-E. Look for the rainbow colored cog and connect with us there so that you can get the up-to-date show and date time information for Deborah's show either next week or the week after. A reminder that the first half of next year, we're diving into a brand new series on Shopify. We're really going to dive into and focus on e-commerce next year because we know that is an exploding and growing market. And our first show will be Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify. We'll bring on a series of guest experts like Sam who have experience in the Shopify industry and with Shopify specifically to touch on certain topics, answer questions, and talk in this lifestyle forum. We'll also have digital marketing intelligence for Shopify case studies. That will be a very short show, about 25 minutes, where we'll, where we'll bring on Shopify experts and talk about specific, um, basically, problems that they've helped their clients solve in the world of Shopify. So two shows coming to you live starting in January. If you or a colleague has experience with Shopify or e-commerce, or maybe you have some topic ideas you'd like to bubble up to me for a show, please go ahead and email me at marissa.m at ngage.com. And of course, I invite you all to connect with me on LinkedIn personally as well. I am the Marissa Morgan. This has been a wonderful show. On behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage, I want to thank you so much for joining us as we wrap up our year. Please hit us up on LinkedIn. Follow us there. That way you can get the updated show and time information for our last show of the year with Deborah Drummond. I'll see you then, and I hope you all have a wonderful, safe, and happy holiday season. We'll see you all very soon.